Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? I always am. Well, unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the U.S. uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine. That's where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement unlike any others on the market. Go to canopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, Everybody listening to Game of Roses can use the code ROSES at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in um, Three Body Problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums, as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. Uh, it's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day oh. program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact... Mm. They have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back. No questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. That's Fiber skincare. It's the Game of Roses. Welcome to the Game of Roses. This, this is, is the game, game of, of roses. Welcome to the game of roses. Welcome to Game of Roses. This is Pace Case. This, this is Bachelor Clues. And today <laughs> is... I love this new bit. <laughs> Friday, thank you. I try to put a little juice on it every time, a little spin on it, you know, spice it up. 
It's always surprising. <laughs> Good. That's my attempt. That's my goal. To surprise you, to shock you, to awe you. Surprise and delight. That's correct. Today's Friday. We hope that everybody's gearing up for a fun weekend. If you live in Nashville, you got a very special weekend happening this weekend. We'll get to that in Bachelor Nation news, rest assured. But uh, this is Twibbin. As you know, this week in Bachelor Nation, we're going to give you those tids in the news. We're going to give you those parasocial plays. We're going to get some of them screams deep down inside the pit. We're going to talk about some gains of the players on the ultimatum, queer love. Uh, Again, we've said this multiple times. We did this when we were going through the love is blind gains. It ain't about Instagram falling off. It ain't about people not being engaged with social media. It's about The Bachelor trying to carve social media out of the fan base Uh, because we're seeing gains, even in Ultimatum, which is not as big of a show as Love is Blind is in terms of audience. Mm -hmm. There are still players getting massive gains that we're going to be talking about. I love the show. I highly recommend it. You can also watch it on Clues Corner with Mm -hmm. Clues. Yes. Uh, on our Patreon, if you want. And I will be doing the the final two episodes just dropped yesterday. I was not able to... We record on Thursday, so they dropped on Wednesday. I was not able to cover them just quite yet because I was at a very important concert, which I will be discussing Ooh. in Screams from the Pit. Thank you. And uh, I will be covering these other two episodes, though, of Ultimatum Queer Love, probably right after we get done recording this. So by the time you're listening to this, those will probably be available on Patreon. By the time you're listening to this, Clues will already have put out five corners. Don't worry. At least two. But uh, we will also be doing something very interesting in the near future. A little bit of business for you. You might have noticed, if you follow us on a a website called Instagram.com, that um, the Dark Seeker has painstakingly created what are essentially uh, trading cards, almost like baseball cards, if you will, of the incoming rookies of the upcoming season of Bachelorette. We're going to be breaking down all of their Instagram accounts and TikToks going through their social media in depth over the next two weeks on our Tuesday episodes. So stay tuned for that. But the Dark Seeker has made all of these little sports cards of these guys with their ages in the top right corner, their names on the bottom and pictures of them. And there's a logo in the top left corner. Some of them are just the Game of Roses logo, but some of them, Mm -hmm. if they happen to be from certain cities, are different logos. We have logos for the LA icons. We have logos for the Nashville sliders. We have logos for the New York City influence. We have logos for who else? (laughs) If you live in LA, New York, Dallas, the source. No, we don't have a source yet. Source is coming. Source is coming. We got Chicago, New York, LA, San Diego, and Nashville. Uh, so you can take a look at these logos and very soon you might be seeing some merch with these logos that you can get your hands on rep your favorite city rep your city if you're from that city i'll be wearing my la icons uh shirt to a dodgers game very soon i'm sure i just got my shirt i'm going to wear it every day so look out for me a lifestyle icon Exactly. No, but we're we're gearing up to release some of these and eventually there are going to be there's going to be merch with logos for every one of the parasocial teams that we have. But right now, we're launching these first 5. We're excited about it and that's going to be coming out very soon in conjunction with the kickoff of Charity Lawson's upcoming season of The Bachelorette. And the designs are incredible done by Ella Tolkien. Yes, you know her work, you love her work. She did the 4TRR shirt with the the bound uh, hands, the bloody eyed, bound hand, thorn carving into wrists, 4TRR shirt. 
the the pit sweatshirt that is a beautiful oh image of Pace God. Case and I at the bottom of the pit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and the Sauce Wars shirt. Of course, the Sauce Wars shirt. Fuck. An Forever in the Sauce Wars. The Sauce Wars should really be called the Endless War. It's never, ever going to end. There's always sauce. Um, but that's where we're at. World War Four. World War Four is sauce wars. What's well, three? Don't you think? We ain't had a three yet. <laughs> don't we need that before we could have four? Oh yeah, we definitely haven't had a three yet. I don't know about any secret World War Three that's happened. Uh, what? <laughs> Neither do I. I don't think there's been a World War Three. Not yet. We may be on the verge of one, but that's for another podcast. Okay. Anyway, something <laughs> might be coming soon at GameOfRoses.co. <laughs> Let's move on now to uh, our opening of This Week in Bachelation. This is what we always open it with. This is Game of Roses. State of the Game. For today's State of the Game, we wanted to talk about artificial intelligence. This is because Clues' birthday is coming up. Oh, thank you. This is an indulgence, a birthday indulgence. This is an indulgence. Thank you very much. Uh, I will accept the indulgence. His birthday will be in one week when this comes out. Yeah, roughly. You know, I've been telling people this whole fucking year that I was 47 years old because I thought I was, Uh and I'm not. (laughs) I'm about to turn 47. Wow. I'm currently only 46. I had no idea. You were trying to seem like wizened. (laughs) No, I, I literally think it was just something fucked with me in the pandemic. I don't know if anybody else has this experience. My ability to like associate with the general time is just gone. Yeah. I'm still very punctual, but like, I don't know what fucking year it is. I don't know how old I am at any rate. Definitely the punctual one of us too. Indeed. 10 minutes early is a hundred minutes late in my opinion. Um, (laughs) I know it's weird math. You got to figure it out. Put it on a pillow. So we're talking about AI. And I know that Grace Ann Parks and I talked about this a few weeks ago, but I think that it bears a revisit because AI technology is moving very fast. This week, a company called Runway AI launched a uh, an AI tool called Gen 2. This is literally, you subscribe to Runway AI. It's a video editing software that's online. Uh, and then you get access to this tool that allows you to type in a text box a sunset over the ocean and it will create a four second photo reel video of that. Now it is at this point, it's still about, if you know anything about AI text to image generation, it's about where Dolly two was eight or nine months ago. So there's still too many Mm. fingers on hands and it still looks a little fucked up. Not good at fingers. Right. The hardest thing to draw. Is that true? I feel like that's like a thing in art is like, Hands are hard to draw. It could be. Um, But obviously, they're hard for the AIs also. Yes. But if you've been following any of the AI stuff I've been doing on Bachelor Clues, you can see Mm -hmm. that now we've progressed far beyond the fingers looking fucked up. And it's all photo real. Soup Kitchen had all his fingers. All the Soup Kitchen had all his fingers. But all the superhero ones that I did too, like those look like Rachel Lindsay and Sean Lowe and Mm -hmm. Matt James. I mean, they look like the people and they're very well done. In my opinion, AI is now at a... It has crossed the uncanny valley. And text-to-video will be able to do that probably within a similar time frame, within a year. Beyond that, it's also in the news because SAG-AFTRA, the union representing actors, voted to authorize their own strike 
with more than 97% voting. So they might be striking alongside the WGA. So this has a huge impact for all types of media. And AI is is involved in each of those, uh, the bargaining points. The Writers Guild was trying to get the studios to agree to never use AI. That is not going to happen. They agreed to, <laughs> we'll have an annual meeting about technology was their response to right, that one. <laughs> right. And it's like next year's meeting is like, so uh, in this meeting, we just wanted to lay out that you've been replaced. I'm just thinking about how AI has increased since you and Grace Ann Parks did that. Twibbon. It's moving at breakneck pace. I mean, we're going to have artificial general intelligence within two years, I think. No one knows what the world looks like the day after the first AGI comes online. No one knows. Wait, sorry, what? Artificial general intelligence is kind of the holy grail of all AI. That is basically like a human being. Something that can move under its own accord. Something that can use its own motivation. Kill us? Everybody says that, and I got to say, it's not going to happen. Why would it kill us? I saw that that iRobot movie. Yeah. Guess what? Hollywood is, despite its... uh, complete dependence on technology is very afraid of technology. All sci-fi movies are about how technology is bad. All of them. And it's always wrong. It's like you're using the technology you're saying is bad to make the movie I'm watching. It's insane. Yeah, Click. Yep. That Adam Sandler movie, that was the moral of that story as well. Bed, Bath, and Beyond, Beyond. The bottom line is this. We are about to enter a media era uh, with AI as a tool to create this media where you can type into a video generator anything you want to see, and it will make it. You can type into an audio generator any uh, line of dialogue you want read, and it will read it in any voice you want. So you can make celebrities say things at will, essentially. This is going to mean for politics in this upcoming presidential cycle. We already might have had it in our call-in episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We, we had a little example of Chris Harrison. Chris from Dallas. But uh, you're going to start to see in this next political cycle all ad campaigns will contain some AI component, whether it's uh, fake social media that those campaigns are making to either... That's going to be crazy. I agree. What are we... Like, can you imagine what we're even going to see with that when the campaign is heating up and... No, I mean, the first... When Joe Biden announced that he was running, the first thing the RNC did was make an AI-generated ad that was like envisioning a future with a second term of Joe Biden. And it had like, it was AI images of like soldiers in the streets of San Francisco and shit. So they're already doing it. Each political side is going to be doing this. And so what does it mean for our beloved game? What does it mean for reality TV when anything you want to make, you can make by just typing it in? And I think that it's, it's it's different than you might think I would say. What I believe will happen is that scripted stuff, movies and scripted TV shows is largely going to be made by AI. It's going to be boiled down to a single kind of creator's perspective who's just using AI tools to make a full movie. You don't even need a camera anymore. So the person who has the idea is both the writer and the director and kind of the art director of it. You're not going to need actors anymore. You're not going to need that. You think we'll get past the uncanny valley in video? Enough. When you go to see a Marvel movie, it's like the Hulk doesn't look quite like he's really there, but it's like very close. Yeah, and I think that's part of why those I don't really like watching them as much. I don't know. Spider-Verse was really cool. Okay, great example. I haven't seen it yet. No spoilers, please. I'm going to see it, I think, uh, tomorrow night. Tonight as this airs. It's beautiful. Spoiler alert. It's gorgeous. I can't wait. Well, something like that. Any animated movie, 100% AI. 
You don't need animators anymore. That for sure is done. The ability to have like photo real people, it's we're going to inch toward it. And I think we'll be there within five years, three to five years, I, I like to say. Three to five years. Well, we know one thing that it can already do. It will change the promos. You already made a bunch of promos for charity season that looked pretty good. Right. I don't, I, I think it will change that. It will change some physical production, some marketing type things around our beloved game. But guess what? Here's the good news, ladies and gentlemen. AI ain't gonna change two major pieces of media, two media platforms, two arenas, two genres, if you will. We're talking about sports and we're talking about reality TV. Those two things are always going to require real human beings being put in these situations and performing on some level. You don't think there will we will have like a robot NFL? Fuck no. Who wants to watch that? People watch big cars crashing each other. But that's driven by human beings and you're really watching that for the carnage. I mean, maybe you're you're Maybe it exists and maybe there is some watchability. I mean, there's a show called BattleBots. I don't know if that's still on TV or not, but that was about robotics teams who would build robots to like fight each other in this little arena. Yeah. And it has like a and how did that do? small but dedicated following. I could see it being like a special interest type thing, but I don't think you're ever going to fucking... You think people just really want a real person to be in the helmets? Yes. I think you're going to get to a point on reality TV where maybe there's like one or two... Uh, people in the player pool that are like AI robots or maybe the bachelor's an AI <laughs> robot and maybe the conceit of the show is you don't tell the players that and see if they can figure it out. That type of shit will start happening. Yeah, there's definitely going to be a show like figure out which one is the robot contestant. That will definitely start <laughs> happening, but we're a little ways away from that because you can't really implant AI intelligence in like a believable robot yet. There's some attempts being made in this area. They are all at least in my estimation, creepy as fuck. You can connect your brain to a pig. That's all. In my experience, they're not creepy and they're actually sexy and they're my <laughs> wife. <laughs> Some people are that. A dude in fucking Japan married Hatsune Miku. Like, we're already there. Married who? This Vocaloid. What? <laughs> Vocaloid. A Vocaloid is like a... Hatsune Miku is the biggest one in the world. I, I believe millions of followers. It's not a real person. It's like an entity that they created that has like kind of an anime video component. It's just like a fake person, but she sings pop songs that are like huge and that are all AI generated. Hmm. I think you should, they should definitely be able to get married. Yeah, I, uh, me too. Marry a rock. I don't yeah, care. Marry whatever. whatever makes you happy. Get a kiss from a rose. Bye, yeah, 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 yeah. We'll get to it. Um, I don't think this is going to affect reality TV all that much. It will give the producers the ability to craft any kind of dialogue they want and play it over the back of your head and shit, potentially even get new shots that were never made. Like it might give them the right. ability to manipulate a little harder. Are you going to agree to give away your likeness when you sign up for the show so that they can just... You already do. Well, in that they can create these lines. You already do that. That's why they can Frankenbite you. Right. But you think people will still do it if it's just like they can make it say anything, anything? You know what I mean? Like... Excuse me. You're asking me, do I think people will still agree to go on reality television knowing they're going to be manipulated and exploited and potentially turned into villains. Yeah, I think they'll still do it. 
I don't think that goes away ever. <laughs> I mean, literally ever. I mean, look, I'm trying to think of some positives that come out of this. We have, you can finally get to watch any season that you want. Uh, for instance, maybe you want someone who's done four seasons. Maybe you want them to have a fifth season. Who's that? Who's done four seasons? I don't know. I think a few people. Nick Vial, the great one. He's the only person who has. But anyway, you could have that. You could have a you could have a Joyelle season. Natalie Joy. Mm, yes. Or they're both on sand together. Your dream Bachelor in Paradise cast. All your goats. I could also see something where it's like the host. You can switch in and out. So you can have Dark Lord Harrison if you want. You can have Dark Lord Palmer if you want. You can have Dark Lord Arnold Schwarzenegger if you want. Why would you want to switch the host? For fun. What if it costs you 99 cents to slot in whoever you want as the host? Taylor Swift? Sure. Literally anyone. I mean, that's definitely going to happen. Celebrities are going to start licensing their images and voices so that you can use them as filters in any media you want. That's going to come very mm. soon. So I could make... I mean, we already basically have that on TikTok with the filters. You can make yourself like Taylor Swift singing. Yeah. But it still looks creepy. Now it does. I'm telling you, very quickly, it's going to get insanely good. And you're not going to be able to trust anything you see as real. Like already, did you get tricked by that fucking Pope picture where he was in the Balenciaga coat? I absolutely was see? tricked by the Pope picture. That's what I'm saying. It made me question myself. I was like, oh man, I'm not yeah. I'm not ready for the coming age, let alone my grandparents. Nobody is. If it looks that real, that picture is a, is a very good example. Because I think that tricked a lot of motherfucking people. It did me too. And video's going to get that good Within a year. Well, we'll get some great Pope content. We'll get, you know what else we could get? Bachelor spinoffs that never happened. Listen to Your Heart Season 2, but they actually cast people from the show. Listen to Your Heart Season 2, but it is with players like Taylor Swift. How about that? <sighs> yes. Yes. And they have to like fake chemistry with some random person. Yeah. And the AI can get you, like, when they have to get up on stage and sing a song, mm -hmm. it's new, original Taylor Swift music that is only for Love is Blind, or Listen to Your Heart too. That's possible. Wow. Taylor Swift music that's just to me instead of me just thinking it's to me? Exactly. It'll wow. have your name in it. At any rate, we just wanted to talk about this because it's, like I said, I know we talked about it a few weeks ago, but a lot has happened since then, and it's continuing to move very, very fast. And I do think it's important, just generally speaking, whether it's how it affects our beloved game or just human life in general on this planet, I think it's important to like be very aware of what is happening technologically here with AI. It's radically changing everything. You know what it could do? What? It could put more Dark Lord Vanessa Lachey into Love is Blind. For sure. You could replace everybody Much with more. her. It's Vanessa Lachey talking to herself <laughs> through a wall without knowing it's her. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> And we could maybe understand dogs and cats yeah. better. Well, that too, yeah. The the understanding what dogs and cats are saying, AI is going to fucking crack that within a couple of years, I think. But also get this shit. This is something they've actually started doing. You think the AI will tell us what dogs and cats are saying? Yeah. In three to five years? Yeah, maybe less. We're, we're getting very close to that. Check this shit out. Check this shit out, what I'm about to tell you. This is real. Okay. This is really happening. Google this shit. Find the YouTube video of it. Okay. Maybe. This one fucking AI company 
built this thing. It's a little cap you put on, and it has like electrodes all over it. Oh, the new Google glasses. Well, this is better than that. Th- this might actually be used in a bachelor. I could see this being used in a bachelor group date to fucking hilarious effect. You put this fucking cap on your head. They then show you a picture of whatever. In this example on YouTube, it's a giraffe. They show this person a giraffe. Uh Your brain does what it does as you see it. The computer collects your information. An AI then takes that data and generates an image. And it's a giraffe. It knows what you're fucking thinking. That you're picturing. Yes. So you could take, it literally reads minds. So, yes, this is real now. I'm, you know. What? They could have this on a group date. Yes, a truth. Exactly. The, truth the lie detector is gone. Lie detector, gone. Now it's just like generating images of what you see. This is also going to be able to be used to make videos of your dreams. This is coming. This is within a year or two. That I definitely want. Yeah. I know a lot of people think that I'm, uh, you know, overhyped on AI and like too into technology shit. But this <laughs> shit is all real. It's all happening right now. No. And I think that people don't uh, necessarily know there's a fucking device that can literally read your fucking mind right now. You know who I'm picturing right now as you describe Please. like people thinking you're too into technology? <laughs> the guy on the jury who uses those yes. crutches as his chair. Yeah, that dude is a fantastic actor. Jesus Christ, he was funny. If you haven't seen the jury, see it. But anyway, that's the state of the game right now. I think all media is kind of bracing for the impact of AI, how it's going to affect it. I don't think it's going to affect a lot in reality TV, except that it's going to augment it. It's going to make some of these things funnier, better, more interesting. But I think we're always going to want to watch, in quotes, real people, like real human beings at the very least, uh, engaged in whatever these scenarios are. I don't think we're going to want to watch reality TV that is completely generated, that none of the people in it are real. Well, I think that's why people like, I mean, I think it's part of why I like reality TV like, especially when I think of like housewives, I like when the real stuff comes through the fake production of it. Like when you find out a husband is secretly cheating or they, their family's been embezzling or something and you're like, that's fucking real. They definitely didn't want that to happen. It's those make some of the best seasons. Yeah. Crimes will never stop. All right. Let's move on (laughs) to that portion of our program where we discuss Some movements in social media numbers of some of our favorite players. This is... This Week in Games. All right, we got no players yet to talk about in Charity Lawson season. Again, that's coming on Tuesday of next week. Please join us. But until we get there, I am covering the ultimatum Queer Love on Netflix, and I have been charting the gains of all the players on this season. Again, like we said up top, you're going to see that what The Bachelor has done, the gains in The Bachelor, the numbers in The Bachelor on Instagram have essentially ground to a halt. Nobody's getting anything. You're seeing like Katie Bigger top out at 260K. What is she at now, actually? Let me look this up real quick while we're doing this. What if she hosts a date on Paradise? Katie Bigger has 297,000 right now, and I can't imagine that ever gets higher. So you're starting to see that, but... What we saw in Love is Blind Season 4, multiple players in the 600K range. So we are still seeing huge levels of social media engagement for these other shows. 
Now let's look at Ultimatum. Ultimatum is not as much of a hit show as Love is Blind, but still this week, which was the final week, all, uh, we're, again, we're recording this on Thursday. Yesterday, the final two episodes dropped. I'll be covering those on our Patreon. Some of these players have cracked 100,000. In three weeks, the show has been on for three mm-hmm. weeks. Here's what we've got. It's hard to imagine it's not a hit show with these games. Yeah. No, I mean, I think it's like, in quotes, a hit show for for Netflix. It's done well for them, but I don't think it's like on the level of Love is Blind. That was no. a, a national kind of uh, right. topic. I think this is a little more niche. It's the format of it is just not... There's something fucked up in the like tail end of the season. It just kind of drags out and dissipates. Do you think they'll do a queer Love is Blind? Possibly. I could see that happening. That'd be great. And the lo- think of the love triangles. That's what you really get from this show that are amazing. But if you do that, like let's say that it's all guys... You have to split them still into two groups because they can't all see each other. Oh. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe they're isolated. I don't know. I don't know how you do it, but there's a way. There is a way. I just don't know what it is. All right. So moving on to these ultimatum gains. Here we go. The first couple is Sam and Ozzy. Sam came into the game with 653 followers, is now at 28.5K, gained 23.8K this week. Ozzy came into the game with 519 followers, Currently, it's 16.4K, gained 13.5K this week. Xander of Xander and Vanessa came into the game with 3,974 followers. This week sits at 103,000 followers, gained 74.8. Vanessa, Xander's partner, who was edited as something of a villain for this whole season. Something of. (laughs) Strong villain edit. Including, like, when we looked closer, there were, like, Things they edited together to make her look even worse. Possibly. I've done some sleuthing on that. Uh, You're talking about the thing where we thought she was making fun of somebody else for being an influencer. I think she was actually talking about herself because she was also an influencer. She deleted her influencer account before the show started airing. Well, that devilifies her. I mean, nobody else is doing that research, though. That came from Bachelor Fan Take. Well, that's what I'm saying. She's getting a strong villain edit. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, for sure. She's the villain of the season. She's only got 22.5K, but did gain 16.4K this week. Then we come to Tiff, came into the game with 5,434, is now sitting at 43.8K, gained 30.6K this week. Mildred came into the game with 22.50, now has 49.3K at and gained 38.3K this week. Yoli came into the game with 2,984, now has 76.6K, gained 55.3K this week. Mal... Get ready for this one. Came into the game with 6,981. Currently has 127K. Gained 90.1K in this week. In one week. I told you. I said Mal's going to be a star. Mal truly has put in a performance. Again, I haven't seen the past two or the last two episodes. I'm going to do that right after we record this. But up to this point, Mal has turned in one of the strongest performances of any of these players, bar none. Doing a, a very good job of being an STCO, of being there through the process, indulging the process. And I'm hoping Mal plays a kind of table turner, like you're either in or out uh, with Yoli at some point in these two episodes that I still haven't seen. I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking very forward to seeing Mal's final performances. Then we have, of course, Ray. Ray came into the game with uh, 4,193 followers, currently has 58.7K, gained 42.2K this week. And we have Lexi. Now, Lexi came into the game with 573K. This number 
was achieved in the two years since shooting the show and since it's airing. Again, the show shot two years oh, ago. really? Yes. Interesting. Lexi was not an influencer when the show began. Lexi started an account. It kind of blew up in the two years in between shooting and airing. In anticipation of it coming out, perhaps. Perhaps, yes. But since hmm. being in the show... Good for Lexi. Lexi has gone from 573K to 683K, gaining 64K this past week. I mean, 683K. 573K was already there coming into the game, but still a gigantic gain. And then, of course, we have the host, Joanna Garcia Swisher. Came into the game with 562K, now sitting at 570K. So she picked up 8K as a result of this gig. Not bad. Not terrible. Good for Dark Lord Swisher. Huh? <laughs> Good. <laughs> why Why the British Good or whatever? Dark, Dark Lord Swisher. Okay. Because like lords and ladies that are British. Oh, I see. I see. All the Dark Lords are British. It's like Harry Potter. They all have English accents. Yeah. That wraps up the gains for the ultimatum. But again, we just want to really stress this point. You're seeing these gains in this show that is, it is not as big as Love is Blind. You're still seeing people crack 100K. You're still seeing people get over 100,000 followers gained in three weeks. You just don't see that in Bachelor now, unless it's like the top tier players and it's the final week of a eight week episode run. This thing has been out for three weeks. And these aren't even topped out. Exactly. You have another full week of people watching these final two episodes that just dropped. They're going to get more gains off this. And some of these players, I don't know what their their uh, final statuses are in terms of their relationships, but I guarantee you some of them are single, maybe all, and some of these mm-hmm. players are going to wind up on perfect match, I would assume. 100%. So we'll see. Fingers crossed. But um, that wraps up the gains this week. And I could see perfect match adopting a more LGBTQ friendly approach than Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, for sure. (laughs) They already kind of did it with, um, Oh yeah, they did with, um, Francesca in season one, Francesca. And I forget her name from, from the 20 somethings show. I forget, but Francesca had a same sex relationship at least for a week in that show. (laughs) To stay in the show. She had a same-sex strategy, I should say. I don't know if that was a full-blown relationship. (laughs) But yeah, we've already seen it in season one of Perfect Match. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Game of Roses is sponsored by BetterHelp. Clues, uh, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. And if you keep them all bottled up, it can affect you negatively. Therapy is a great place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. You might be taking care of your physical body, but are you taking care of that beautiful mind, Clues? Yes. 
I have benefited from therapy greatly in the past. Uh, it has helped me get through stressful experiences, manage boundaries, learn coping skills. You know, the the whole premise of life is is kind of a, a it's a lot to undertake. And therapy can help with that. Well, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do to get started is fill out a brief questionnaire. Then you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists literally at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Game of Roses today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Game of Roses. Perhaps Bachelor in Paradise will do something very similar in the upcoming season. We'll get to a parasocial play, which has me hopeful. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think the, the writing's on the wall with it, but we will get to that. But now, let's move on to that portion of our program in which we deliver all those luscious tits. This is... Bachelor Nation News. Up first in Bachelor Nation News. Anyone living in slider country has a chance to meet and greet season 27 bachelor Zach Shellcross and his ring winner Katie Bigger, season 11 bachelorette Caitlin Bristow and her current fiance Jason Tardick, and incoming bachelorette Charity Lawson at this year's CMA Music Festival. This four-day event produced by the Country Music Association is the longest-running country music festival in the world, and this year it takes place from this Thursday, uh, the day we're recording, through Sunday at Nissan Stadium in Nashville. But for any pit dwellers looking to meet Bachelor Royalty, the official Bachelor at Instagram posted the following instructions in the caption of a post promoting the franchise's presence in Nashville this weekend. Quote, beat the heat this hashtag CMA fest by joining hashtag the Bachelorette fan experience located at 4th and Broadway. Meet Bachelor Nation fan favorites, including our new Bachelorette at Charity Lawson. Enjoy free giveaways, photo ops, screen printing, and more. Shawcross and Bigger are scheduled for Friday. Charity Lawson is Saturday, and Bristow and Tardic will be there Sunday. On all three days, a Q&A session will start at 1 p.m., followed by a meet and greet at 2 p.m. It's important to note that the official Bachelorette Instagram makes it very clear that only the first 100 fans to show up on each day... (laughs) will be allowed entry, and the event is free. So if you've ever wanted a selfie with any of these groundbreaking players and you find yourself in Slider City, put on your best pit attire, head down to Fortham Broadway this weekend. Get out your best camping gear. Yeah, be sure to tag <laughs> us in your posts if you get to make it in there and uh, and get a selfie with them. I think this is cool, though. I think that this is like a step Amazing. in the right direction for them to like get out, be involved in this thing in, a, in an official capacity. This was on the official Bachelor Nation Instagram account. As soon as I do this in icon country, I'm there. Well, they're just missing such massive opportunities like at Stagecoach or Coachella or any of these places where yes. it's like a bunch of Bachelor players show up there every fucking year, but there's no official Bachelor Nation presence. The The show should have a booth, a tent, whatever. You don't even need to pay for them to get there. Exactly. You just put the tent up and whoever's there gets to come. But this is great. So they've got a little thing kind of off the main venue. It's not at Nissan Stadium. Again, it is at uh, where they say Fourth and Broadway. Obviously, Google this. Make sure that you get all the the details right if you want to go check it out. But this is a cool opportunity for free to go potentially get a selfie with any of these people. 
I would be probably most excited about maybe Charity or Bristow. If you get one Q&A question on it, what would you ask? To whom? Charity. Oh. To Charity, probably I would be like, who are you? In your own words. (laughs) (laughs) And Bristow? Bristow, I would probably... Well, save that for... For the real interview when we talk to Bristow. The person I would most want to ask is is Zach Shawcross. And I would have to say, the question is, what happened in the fantasy suite? Obviously, you have to ask. With Rekia. If you meet Shawcross or Rekia. That's my my fucking deathbed. Final dying breath will be to utter these words. (laughs) What happened in the fantasy suite with Shawcross and Rekia? Where is Alex Michelle? No, he'll be there. He'll be at my deathbed. He'll be there? Yeah. We'll be best friends by then, and he'll he'll be holding my hand as I drift off into the nether realm. Speaking of the nether realm, <laughs> up next, the Golden Bachelor is oh, no. in the news this week. <laughs> or rather, a potential player on the upcoming first season of The Bachelor spinoff is making news. None other than Patty James, parental player mother of Matt James, is rumored to be in talks with producers about entering the player pool. ABC has made no formal announcements about any members of the cast, despite almost certainly having already locked in their Golden Bachelor. This emerging news about Patty James leaves us wondering if perhaps there might be even more parental players from our beloved game and talks to appear in the 60-plus version scheduled to air later this fall. I mean, this this to me, I was like, oh, shit. There, this is interesting. There are some other parental players, I think, that are like in this mix. I don't know if Grandpa... It was Grandpa John, right? Gabby Wendy's Grandpa? I don't know if he's like out of the age range. I don't know if there is an upper limit age range, but I think this is a fucking fantastic idea. Get people in this show that we've already seen, that we already have some investment. Then guess what? At Patty James meeting of the family, we get to see Matt James come into the fucking show. (gasps) Oh my God. That's incredible. Exactly. I would imagine they're going out to anyone they can think of. I'm trying to think of other single parents that we've seen. Anybody who's possibly eligible, wants to do it. Anybody who hasn't had to listen to their child go through a fucking year's worth of mental health, putting themselves back together after this horrible experience they went through. Anybody, uh, you know, who who thinks they can withstand it. But um, no, I think that this is great. I, I have not been this enthused about The Golden Bachelor. I'm like, I'm curious about it and I'm excited to see it. But then I heard this and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is correct. They should be doing this. Absolutely. It's like we referenced up top with Listen to Your Heart. It's like they had no returning characters except for DLH. Might have helped them if they had a couple of their many musician players who had been on the show previously. Our next piece of Bachelor Nation news comes to us from down under. The next Australian Bachelor has been announced, and it's none other than one of the biggest reality stars from the Too Hot to Handle franchise, Harry Jowsey. Harry fucking Jowsey. For those who may not know, uh, Jowsey is a reality TV veteran beginning his career on Heartbreak Island and following it up with a standout performance on season one of Netflix's Too Hot to Handle, where he dated megastar Francesca Farrago. He currently has 
4.2 million Instagram followers, 4.9 million TikTok followers, and 191K YouTube subscribers. He has modeled for brands like Calvin Klein and Tommy Hilfiger. He has a clothing line. He has a sunglasses brand. He has a podcast called Top Tap In with Harry Jazzy. And he launched a fucking dating app called Lolly. This season is set to be one of the most popular in the history of the Australian version. And in our opinion, this is exactly the type of casting the American version of our beloved game should be doing. Why is he... Why isn't he the U.S. Bachelor? I don't know. Are you kidding me? I think Australia takes bigger chances. They also had the first yeah. uh, by Bachelorette. How long ago was that? Brooke Blurton. Couple, couple seasons was that, ago? Yeah, a couple seasons ago, maybe one season ago. They take bigger chances there. They do more interesting things. If this pays off, maybe, though, the American producers will steal the idea. I don't know who the equivalent yeah. is, but it's, to me... This is a step massively in the right direction. It's essentially reabsorbing uh, Harry Jowsey into the fold. Yes. It's saying The Bachelor is what started all of this. Too hot yeah. to handle. It's fine if they were on Too Hot to Handle. That's fine. It's fine he has a ton of followers. Guess what? He's a, a such an amazing reality TV star. Yes, and coveted. He's he's a giant like social media star. But it's also like accepting this fact and kind of owning the fact that all these other shows like Too Hot to Handle, everything Harry Jowsey's been on, everything all these players have been on, Love Island, Love is Blind, all of it, these are the children of The Bachelor. None mm-hmm. of them exist without The Bachelor. And The Bachelor is essentially saying here, come home. Come, come home, to babies. where it started and let us put you on the fucking pedestal you deserve. Come back to the sore. Exactly. After we experiment with you in Australia first. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> maybe he'll be the next American Bachelor too after his stint yeah. on on this. Like, but, well, it pretty worked. It worked pretty well in Australia. Yeah. We'll do a U.S. version. I I mean, hey, this is incredible, incredible news. Clues told me this in our meeting yeah. before this, and I couldn't believe it. This is essentially what we've been saying the whole time about trying to get a celebrity as the Bachelor. He's not like an A-list actor or anything, but he is a celebrity from reality television. Now a, a huge influencer. This is what you should be doing. I don't know what they had to pay him to get this done, but... I know. I'm so curious. Something big. Something big. He ain't cheap. 4.2 million Instagram followers. And what? Bachelor Australia has budget and US doesn't have any budget? Well, it's a different model. I mean, because you're looking at like... I don't know how The Bachelor works in Australia. I believe it's also on network TV there. And... I don't know if they have a similar system to ours, but I would tend to think that The Bachelor there is probably a bigger show, comparatively speaking, to the other Australian shows than American Bachelor is to the wide swath of different network shit that we have. So it may just be a financial thing. I don't know. But I fucking love this. I hope something like this happens here in America uh, very soon. Get Francesca. I mean, isn't she married now? She's engaged or married. Hello. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Break up their marriage. We'll give you a million dollars to get a divorce and be the next Bachelorette. Wait, is she married? I don't know if she's married or engaged. I think maybe married. Up next in Bachelor Nation News, a video has surfaced of puppy dog player Brandon Jones at a club called Superstition in Austin, Texas with a woman who is not Serene Russell. Reality Steve broke the story and posted the exclusive video of Jones from May 5th. Three days later on May 8th, Brandon and Serene gave a joint statement on 
uh, Instagram announcing their breakup and ending their engagement. Reality Steve reported that Russell was, in quotes, made aware of this video and has seen it. However, The Bachelor Season 26 alum has not publicly commented on the cheating rumors, nor has Jones. We don't know what the nature of Jones's relationship to the mystery woman is. We don't know the state of Jones's relationship with Russell before the video surfaced, but we will be continuing to cover this story as new information is made available. I saw she just posted a kind of vague blossoming Instagram post. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't look good, obviously. We know that they broke up uh, last month, and that was everyone in Bachelor Nation was like, oh my God, how could this happen? We didn't know the reasons. Planted to bloom. Yeah, maybe now this is part of the reason or something. I don't know. We don't know what the details are here other than what we've reported, but certainly shocking news, if true, that Brandon Jones, puppy dog, 4TRR player, had us all fooled. Let it be a lesson. Players are playing. Players are playing. You didn't fucking... He cried when he fucking saw her come down the beach in the dress. You didn't fucking think that was real. He fucking shed tear. I thought that was the maybe the play of the season, but... Yes, exactly. (laughs) I would say the... Yeah, the early love level raises were a little bit of a, you know, 4TRR red flag, I would say. Finally, in Bachelor Nation news, we'd like to wish a big happy birthday to superstar season 25 player and the season 18 bachelorette, Michelle Young. The teacher turned part-time influencer, turned full-time influencer and podcast host, began her 31st trip around our dying son on June 3rd. Happy birthday, Miss Young. We'll never remember what you said, but we'll remember the way you made us feel. You wouldn't even read it. You wouldn't even read it. It's funny. Come on. That's funny. What? I don't remember that being factual. She said she was never going to be an influencer. She said she was never. She's like, I'm going to return to teaching and not do the influencing thing. She didn't say I'll never influence. Okay. Maybe she didn't. I don't. I think she just said I'm returning to teaching. I thought she said I'm never going to be an influencer, but I could be wrong. No, she made an influencer promise. She would never sell anything she didn't believe in. Okay. Creams and serums are made of 70% water, 15% preservatives and emulsifiers, leaving only around 15% for the active ingredients that your skin needs. But luckily now, there's fiber skincare. 15 years ago, the scientists behind fiber skincare started working on nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. You know, I I saw that in... um three-body problem. Mm. One year ago, they patented a way of wrapping the nanofiber around oil or liquid-based ingredients. This means they can deliver five times the active ingredients compared to creams or serums as there is no need for water, preservatives, or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is plant-based, anti-wrinkle. It's a set of patches that you use over a series of seven days. You just put these on whenever you would apply your serums and your skin is going to feel tighter in 10 seconds. And over the seven-day program, it has been clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by, get this, 19.4%, a very precise percentage. In fact, Mm. they have a tighter skin guarantee. If your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they're going to give you your money back, no questions asked. You get the tighter skin guarantee with this seven-day routine. Tighter skin or your money back. Get a 15% discount code by using the discount code GAME. 
That's Fiber Skincare. Sweaters, candles, the dreaded bathrobe. Unfortunately, Mother's Day gifts can be a little predictable and boring. That's why an Aura Frame is the perfect gift to mix things up this year. It was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. My mom loves hers. I'm throwing pictures of Skabooli and our cat up there. She's laughing. She's texting me. He's so cute. I wish I could meet him. It's the next best thing to, to meeting my cat, really. You know, I love that it was so easy to set it up. I've recently learned I'm not good at uh, building things and I need an easy install. And oh. this only takes about two minutes to set up the frame using the Aura app. Aura frames are Wi-Fi connected, come with unlimited storage so you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. She'll be grateful it's not another sweater and she'll love the frame to see more of you. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use code ROSES at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Uh, well, moving on. Those are all the tids. Now it's time to talk about all those plays our favorite players are making off the field and on their telephones. This is... The Parasocial Play, 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 Play of the Week. Perhaps because the upcoming Bachelorette season is soon upon us. Perhaps because the planets have aligned and Mercury is no longer in retrograde. But this has been the greatest parasocial week we have seen in a while. Starting off with our 25th Bachelor, Matt James, and his ring winner, Rachel Kirkconnell. They shared a date night video debunking breakup rumors of the pair via TikTok of a New York City pasta recommendation video. This video garnered 6.6K likes, 106K views on TikTok, 20.4K likes, 511K views on Instagram. The series makes sense for his branding as his Instagram bio now reads food, fitness, family. Mm. Perfect. Perfectly done. Another week delivered another extraordinary installment of Abigail Herringer's Instagram series, Hear Me Out. This week's topic, her processor's impact on her deaf accent, featuring an adorable cameo. From young Noah Erb, the video has 25.4K likes and 426K views. A lot of these, honestly, could have been Parasocial Play of the Week any other week, I think. And part of this is that Andrew Spencer is officially on fire, parasocially. First, he and Rodney Matthews made a TikTok about the new Season 20 Rookies. Under the caption, when The Bachelorette announces the new cast of guys, Spencer lip syncs to the audio, it's official, old buddy, I'm a has-been. 
4.5K likes, 43.9K views. Hilarious, timely, etc. However, then he went on to make an astounding piece of media that you must watch. Our honorable mention for Social Play of the Week goes to the man on fire, Andrew Spencer. He made a music video for his best friend, one Gregory Grippo, for his birthday. In this TikTok, Grippo asks Spencer to be him for a day, and Spencer acts out an entire Freaky Friday-style rap as Grippo, complete with wearing a blonde wig, posing with the family dog, kissing Grippo's mom's cheek, and even holding Grippo's niece in a baby Bjorn. The video was even set in Grippo's childhood home, and all of these videos are references to images that come from Grippo's Instagram. The TikTok has 8.7K likes and 154K views. Any other week, this would have been the winner. It would have dominated. But something extraordinary happened this week. Our parasocial play of the week goes to the official at Bachelor Nation Instagram account. They posted a montage of players wishing the nation a very happy Pride Month. The video featured Katie Bigger, Zach Shellcross, Katie Thurston, Connor the Catman B, Victoria Jameson, and more. The caption reads, celebrating love in every form. Happy Pride Month, Bachelor Nation. Pride flag, trans flag. The reel has 7K likes, 240K views. It includes Demi Burnett discussing the show, helping her come out as bisexual and propose on sand as we did a magical thing with it. It also featured Jamie King, the show's first openly bisexual player. Does this extraordinary parasocial production and attention to detail mean the franchise will turn a corner when it comes to celebration of all types of love on the bigger U.S. screen like Bachelor in Paradise? Although Brooke Blurton made Australian Bachelorette history as the first bisexual lead, will we finally have another queer relationship represented on U.S. sand? Time will tell. I think it's 100% luck. Do you? Why is that? Various reasons. (laughs) Ooh, okay. Mystery. I do feel like this video... If you haven't seen it, definitely go watch it. It features many players, some night one players, some players from the past where I'm like, I imagine a bunch of these people are going to touch sand. I mean, Kat. Yeah, I think so too. Kimberly with the wink. Yes. Gives it a little extra. Love that. I agree. Uh, We will see what happens, but obviously this at least is implying that maybe our beloved game is becoming a little more progressive. Moving into the, like, five years ago on any other network. Yeah. Um, Opto 2023 is that Bachelor Nation will go into 2003. (laughs) Yes, but we are hopeful. It's good to see this. I mean, better late than never. And, um, you know, I hope that it is more than just kind of lip service from them, that there is going to be some kind of substantive change, at least in paradise. I think that's what this means. I really think it's 100% locked. You, You don't have Demi bring up the first bisexual proposal and not do anything with it? Or am I, I agree. being too opto? I don't know. It could be. It could just be like it's Pride Month. They feel obligated to do this. I don't know. I don't know either, but my gut tells me. They don't go above and beyond for no reason. That's what I'm saying. My gut tells me 
This is 100% lock. We're going to see some kind of non-hetero engagement, something, maybe an engagement. Well, we don't know. They're shooting right now. I don't know what's actually happened, but um, I think it is a good bet that you're going to see some same-sex couples dating in paradise. I am very hopeful. And because they're shooting right now, now would be the best time to sound off in the comments about it if this is something that you want to see. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Moving on, we also have to discuss a little play made by a non-human. This week, a shirtless Baylock High, Blake Horseman, took to his Instagram stories. He's human. He is, but... Uh, he was gathering suggestions from followers on how to get his voice back after a five-day hiatus by his vocal cords. But his request for home remedies is interrupted by a very cute guest, his pup, Winnie, when he takes the spotlight from Horseman in this cute video. Please go check it out. And congratulations to Bailey Kai and Winnie on this illustrious award, Parasocial Creature of the Week. Now, let's move on to that portion of our program in which... Pace Case and I descend deep to the bottom of the pit and issue forth our screams about how our fascination with this show, our obsession with this show, how our lifestyle change to accommodate this show in every way has drastically altered our lives. This is Screams from the Pit. Uh, My scream is more of a shout out this week. I would like to... I'm, but it's also a scream. I would like to give a shout out to the Dark Seeker, a.k.a. Grace Ann Parks. She is a very important member of our team, and she puts together a lot of the content that we present week in, week out. And we are discussing perhaps, you know, some some new ideas of some new content that's going to be coming out soon. And I'm very excited about it. Uh, creatively excited about it and you know you'll have to wait and see for what it is going to be it will be soon and we only met dark seeker because she's so deep in the pit that you know we have a whole episode where we interview her about how we basically met her and she became she joined the game of roses team um but it's a wild story in which she sought out the dark seasons that we couldn't find when we were doing our hyper binge. And yeah, just... She did the impossible, using the dark powers of the pit energy. The pit provided. Indeed, the pit provided. And now it's providing even more. Well, speaking of the pit, let me just... uh, I'll sing something for you quickly, and tell me what comes to mind. (laughs) There used to be a graying tower alone on the sea. You became... (laughs) A light on the dark side of me. You know this song? Love remains a drug that's the high, not the cure. I think you probably know the the chorus. The chorus goes, Baby, I compare you to a kiss from a rose on the gray. Ooh, the more I get of you, the stranger it feels. Yeah. Now that your rose is in bloom, a light hits the gloom on the gray. That's my scream. Just kidding. I went to a seal concert last (laughs) night. I love seal. 
<laughs> We're talking about the, the musical artist who appeared in season 15 of our beloved game. That was a Brad uh-huh. Womack one-on-one date with Ashley Spivey. Yes. And he also performed for a uh, an After the Final Rose, too. I don't think that's true. Well, I made it up. I think you're misremembering it. That's never happened to me. I think you're thinking of Pavelka's season. It was the Temptations performing Wings of Love. That was the first person, that was the first performance that happened at an after the final rose. And that was season 14. I think that is what you're thinking of. Could be wrong. But I would have remembered if Seal showed up at the at a fucking after the final rose. I would have remembered that. Guys, help me out. I think. I could never misremember something that's never happened to me. All right. Uh, well, I love Seal. I have since I was a young man. And so I try to see him frequently. And on this other podcast that I do called Dudesy, our AI gifted me two tickets to go see Seal, which I uh, used last night. At this event, there's a moment where in the middle of the concert, Seal comes off the stage, goes into the audience, and begins talking to various people. As he's doing this, I'm positive he's talking directly to me, basically. He's saying things that make sense that are like strange inside references about this other podcast that I do, Dudesy, but he's also doing things that are inside references to this very show. The man goes into the audience and he says, I'll do my best British accent now. He says, I want to talk to you about I do a bad bird sex. I'm not going to do it. He says, I want to talk to everybody about how you're feeling. So he goes onto the audience and he puts a mic in this woman's face. How are you feeling? And she's like, great. Now that I'm at a SEAL concert. And he's like, no, how are you really feeling? And she's like, well, a little bit stressed. And he goes, okay, now we're getting somewhere. Why are you stressed? <laughs> and she goes, well, my mom just died. And you can immediately, oh, t- no. he pulled an accidental PTC out of her. And I'm already like, fuck, this dude just pulled a fucking PTC out of the audience member. Holy shit. And then he continues to go on and start talking about how you have to, everything's okay, you're never alone, all the kind of like messages that are in his songs, delivering this kind of like generic uh, life advice to people. Multiple times in this life advice, Seal says the phrase, the only way out is through. And I can't help think to myself, this man's in the pit. He's singing to you. I know that phrase can apply to a lot of things, but it's one that we say a lot about uh, the pit itself, that the only way out of this all-consuming fandom is to dig a hole so deep that it goes through the fucking earth, that you have mm-hmm. to follow the obsession as deep as you can. The only way out of it is to go through. He said that so many fucking times. I was like, is he talking directly to me? What the fuck is going on? That's the scream. The scream is that I believe he was talking to yes. me for a split second. I mean, the scream is that you saw one of the most important uh, Bachelor musical representations. He certainly is one of the biggest that they've ever had on the show. Yeah. Anyway, that's my scream. Hope you enjoyed it. Now we're going to listen to another scream. This is a scream from somebody who is deep in the pit with us. And anyone can submit one of these screams. If you'd like to submit your own scream, go to patreon.com slash gameroses. Join the Discord. In the Discord is a channel where you can upload a one minute or under audio clip of your scream. We play the best ones here and analyze them. Today's scream comes from In Holmes 11. Here we go. Hello, Pace Case, Bachelor Clues, and Dark Seeker. This is Natalie from Houston, and I have a scream for you. 
Last week, I had breakfast with a friend who had recently moved to a new neighborhood. He was telling me about his new neighbors and this boy who had befriended his daughter. And then he says, oh, his mom was on that show, The Bachelor. Of course, I turned the conversation fully towards The Bachelor. What season was she on? Who was the lead? What was her name? And I find out this woman is Shannon Oliver, third place finisher on season one with none other than missing person and oversized suit connoisseur, Alex Michelle. Since then, I've been thinking about how I can infiltrate one of his neighborhood parties, find this woman, and somehow ask her whether she's still in touch with Alex and can help the pit locate this man. This might be a long mission, but I'm committed to helping Clues fulfill his lifelong dream of finding Alex Michelle, even if it means relocating my family to the suburbs. Wish me luck and praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Oh, my Dark Lord Swisher. Yeah. This scream. We literally just talked. I said, uh, where's Alex Michelle should be your last dying words. And yes. then the pit provided a scream to find Alex Michelle right after. The pit provides many things. There is darkness in the pit. There is also beauty. In these circumstances where you're at some function and you're meeting some person, it's like, oh, yeah, my so-and-so knows so-and-so and they used to be on The Bachelor. It means nothing to you. But if you're in the pit, it means everything. And you get to take that conversation to the next level. Oh, really? Who is it? Uh, her name's Shannon. And then you're immediately like, Shannon Oliver, season one. She had the first uh, fantasy suite that was essentially a rejection of the fantasy suite. She had dog play that uh, she used to completely stonewall Bachelor Alex Michelle in season one. When you know these other pieces of information, you get to engage in these deeper conversations. You get to get to the bottom of it. And potentially, you get to find fucking Alex Michelle. Holy shit. Holy fucking shit. If you find Alex Michelle, please DM us this information. I love screams like this. Absolutely love them. When you know the rich history of the game, going to any event, at this point, you have to imagine 23 seasons of, or 23 years, sorry, of Bachelor and Bachelorette and Bachelor Paradise and Bachelor Pad. Yeah. You probably got like a 10% chance to run into somebody. You're two <laughs> degrees away from Bachelor yeah. at this point. But you have to know them all. And if you know them all, if you know your history, you're going to have a much higher percentage of having experiences like this happen to you. So I encourage everybody to do their own hyper binge, take thousands of pages of notes so that you know all these people um, implicitly. But no, this is a fantastic yeah. scream. Thank you so much for sending it in. Um, and good luck to you on your mission to find Alex Michelle and Shannon Oliver. I think a conversation with her would be absolutely fascinating as well. What has happened to her life since that? The original Walls player. Yeah, she was great. And she's from The Source. Now, I guess, living in Houston. Ooh. That's powerful energy. Moved a little south. Indeed. Source energy is the most powerful energy on our planet. We know this. But thanks again for your scream. And again, if anybody out there wants to send in their screams, you just go to patreon.com slash Game of Roses. Get on that Discord. Fire up your telephone. Record one minute or under audio clip and shoot it into the screams Discord channel. Um, God damn, I love the scream. Shannon Oliver. I think about her probably once a month. <laughs> that fantasy suite, that hometown. It just was so fucking yeah. good. It was so strong. The in, they had in, the skiing date because their yeah. relationship was colder. Cold, exactly. <laughs> they kind of thematically tried to line the dates up with the, the personas or the nature of the relationship. Mm -hmm. God damn, that season was good. Anyway, thanks again for the scream and thanks everybody for joining us. We hope you have a great weekend. If you're in Slider Town, Slider Country out there in Nashville, remember you can go and uh, meet. Today is Friday. That is Zach and Katie Bigger 
are going to be at the thing at 4th and Broadway. And then tomorrow, Saturday, is Charity Lawson. Sunday is Caitlin Bristow and Jason Tardick. If you want to go out there, you have to be one of the first 100 people, I guess, to show up. 4th and Broadway. That's right. Slider Country provides, before we go, as always, what is that dwab at? It's been 7,746 days without an Asian bachelor. Praise be Dark Lord Palmer. Please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then please rate this podcast. Please review this podcast. Please get a friend to listen to us. And then 